Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. Welcome to the Content Experience Podcast. I am Randy Frisch. Usually, I would cue Anna at this stage, but she is off enjoying a nice, relaxing day and left me to talk about sea bags. Now, you're probably wondering to yourself, A, what is a sea bag? And B, why do we have such a consumer-based approach today? And every once in a while, Anna and I always say, whether you're a B2B marketer, whether you're doing more of a considered purchase, which a lot of our audience I know sometimes leans to, we can learn a lot from different industries. And I definitely did that today by chatting with Laura Nato. She's the VP of marketing and e-commerce over at Seabags, which is a really interesting company. What, what I found interesting is the backstory to this company. And I think that's the aspect that really locks people in. Um, now, to, to break it down at a very high level, what Seabags does is it creates leisure bags, but it makes them out of recycled sailboat sails, which is really cool, right? And you know, one of the things that uh, you know, one of my you know good friends over at Convince and Convert, Jay Bear, who's you know behind this podcast in many ways talks about is talks about this idea of a talk trigger, right? And if you haven't heard Jay talk about talk triggers, you gotta you gotta lock in with him and you gotta help get his help to understand how to get people to remember your brand. Now one of the cool things that we do at Uberflip, we're actually in his book called Talk Triggers, is that everyone talks about certain things. They talk about our fun brand. They talk about the pink in our brand. And as Jay points out, a lot of people like to talk about our headband, which in many ways has very little to do with what we do as a software tech company empowering content experiences. You could say that a bag really doesn't require a sale in any way. It could be made out of any material, but the way that Laura and her team have gone about taking this opportunity to build it into a whole talk trigger, a whole mission-based marketing approach as they claim, it really has created an amazing following. And it's created a company that's got huge reach, huge revenue, and a ton of followers from a content perspective. So I'm really excited to have Laura on today. I think it'll challenge the way you think about your marketing question whether you can take a fun angle, whether you can catch people off guard versus what they'd expect. We're going to roll this episode with Laura. Let us know wherever you're listening. When we got an opportunity for feedback, we'd love to hear it. Welcoming Laura Nato to the podcast. Hey, Laura, thanks so much for joining us today. This is this is one I've been looking forward to because I've I've been checking out your guys' website. I've been checking out some of the content that you have at Seabags. And it's, it's a really interesting story. Uh, I think what we're going to end up hitting on is this idea of the mission you have and how you've created a full brand around that mission just as much as product. But you know, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you got to joining this mission. What's your career been like? And, and what, what caught your attention at Seabags? 
Yeah, well, th thank you first for having me. I'm really psyched to join you today. But yeah, my, my career has been, I've been in Maine um, for almost 30 years. And when I first started out my career, I was at L.L. Bean, which should be recognizable to most people as one of the one of the larger direct marketing brands. And I had an opportunity to do a lot of different things at L.L. Bean from international marketing and advertising to um, e-commerce. That's where I ended my uh, stint at L.L. Bean. And I really loved e-commerce because I love the ability to you know, develop content at a fast pace and then also you'll be able to get like really immediate feedback from customers. So from there, I, um, I left and I dipped my toe quickly in the agency side of the business because I wanted to see what, uh, what agency experience was like. And uh, I liked the exposure to lots of different brands, but ultimately I missed the ability to really be um, pushing content for a specific mission and story uh, for a company. So I went back to that space of, you know, manufacturing brands and worked for another brand named Cuddle Down before I found the opportunity to land at Seabags. And what really attracted me to Seabags with, you know, the breadth of the experience that I'd collected at all of my previous roles in everything from direct marketing to digital marketing was having a really well-defined foundational mission of the company um, that was basically ready um, to be, you know, painted and coated with all kinds of decoration as, as you would, um, you know, that I look at that as the content, right? So if you bought a new house and it hadn't been painted yet and you could choose all the colors of the rooms, but you had the, the basic foundation um, you know, that's your mission, right? And then you get to put the content on it. So that's what I saw as this opportunity. The mission for our company was really well-defined. Um, we are made in the USA. We are a sustainable Maine-made product. And we are very focused on giving back to our community. And so those are the three pillars of the company that hold up everything that we do and are the foundation. And I knew when I saw that definition um, and the commitment um, at the leadership level to those pillars that I was going to be able to create a really robust marketing and content plan around those pillars. That's, that's really interesting. I mean, every part of your, your career seems interesting, even being at LL Bean, which I always associate as a direct mail business. But the fact that you're on the e-commerce side shows that you've really been taking you know, that, that next step forward. And, and, and I think this idea of mission-based marketing is definitely on the rise. I mean, a lot of the brands that I have so much affinity to on my end, like companies even, even not in, in your world, but companies like Tesla, right? I think it's right. all mission-based marketing that they're doing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a car. Yes, it's got some cool elements to how it gets from A to B. That's what they pay, play up though. They don't play up you know, other more typical aspects. And I think a lot of what I've seen in the, in the marketing from Seabags plays up those special elements of your product. So maybe you can, you know, just so everyone understands so that we, we understand beyond, you know, the way you, you kind of generalize some of those missions, uh, maybe for future proofing, but the product itself, the cool part is it's, it's literally made from sales, right? That's right. Yeah. Every product we make totes, accessories, home decor items, they are all made from recycled sails that are from sailboats that have actually sailed on the ocean and that we have collected one at a time 
from passionate boaters all over the U.S. and beyond. And, you know, we bring all of those sails with their, you know, wear marks and rust stains and imbibed with salt water um, back to our warehouse. And we, you know, hand cut and wash and assemble these into really unique one-of-a-kind accessories that people can then love and use. And because they're sails made out of Dacron, Dacron doesn't decompose in the landfill. And that's really part of our mission is that we're, you know, we're a 20 year old sustainability company. We were founded on sustainability. Sustainability didn't find us. Right. So it was a thing that we basically decided to be. And um, in doing that, we're taking these products that otherwise would sit in the landfill and giving them a second life, a second very useful life. That's also very stylish. And it, you know, really brings our customers a lot of joy and happiness to use them. And, and for those who are thinking, okay, this is a nice, cute side project that you know Laura gets to deal with on her weekends. This is like a large organization. From what I saw, you guys went from early days, small time, maybe doing 45 bags a year to over 160,000 units or products produced on an annual basis. And, and I think a lot of that probably has to do with, with this mission-based marketing approach. And, you know, I, I found a piece of content as I was doing research for this podcast today. I think the one I enjoyed the most was where I go on every, every page. And we actually had a, we had a podcast on the Connex podcast a few weeks ago. If, if people caught, it was all about the about page and the yeah. importance of an about page that many of us, don't put enough emphasis on. So you can go back and you can listen to that podcast. It was fantastic. I heard it. I loved it. Did you? Okay, great. I did. To me, that's where I went. I went to the Seabags website and I was like, oh, I want to understand exactly, you know, it's an e-commerce site for the most part when I arrived, but I was like, I want to understand what this company is about because I was intrigued. And I found this this story that was done in video format. Um, I can't remember what it was called. You're going to help me with this one. I think it was the tale of the sale. The tale of the sale. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So maybe walk people through the story that's within there, which you've somewhat unpacked already, but the way you went about thinking about producing this content asset. Yes. Yeah, so the tale of the sale, the intention behind that piece was that, you know, we're really clear and aware of our mission and what we're doing, but what we wanted to capture was how far reaching our mission is in terms of how it affects and touches other people, you know, as further out in our community, right? So it starts at the top and talks about how, um, you know, we collect these from voters one at a time. And so we're helping somebody out by getting something out of their garage that was just taking up space. And we trade bags for sales. So if, if you have something taking up space in your garage that's a Dacron sale and you don't want it anymore, we'll give you a free sea bag for it. So it's a great barter relationship that doesn't exist as part of a business structure in most businesses. So we wanted to communicate that. Then we wanted to communicate when we get all those materials, how those materials then, by going through the process of being produced and made into these really unique one-of-a-kind bags, handmade one at a time, how many people that they're helping employ and the fact that when it's employing this many people in the state of Maine and providing benefits and vacation time and you know personal meaning in terms of what they do, um, that, that that is also communicated so people understand the value that's being added in every stitch of every bag that we make, you know, and then bringing it down to the, you know, further down the line when 
to the people who are actually carrying the bags, right? And how that translates to, um, you know, our, our thing that we do, which is like sea bag sightings and seeing where customers take their bags and their journeys and how they continue that journey. And so our tagline is every sale has a journey. We make sure that journey never ends. And so what we're trying to do is show kind of the, the, the lifeline of this recycled product and how we're taking it a bit further than where it would have ended up if it just stayed in the landfill. You know what I love about that, Laura? I, I love that, that this idea of how you market the company is so tied to what your product is, of course, um, but also just the go-to-market strategy probably requires so much coordination between not just marketing, but uh, fulfillment, uh, you know, teams that are helping support customers, uh, your, your production teams that have to figure out how to bring all this in. So I'm wondering, I'm, I'm just out of curiosity, some of these ideas as they brought in around mission-based marketing, uh, how much is marketing in the driving seat versus uh, perhaps other departments or who are some of the keys for your marketing team to collaborate internally within your org? That's a really insightful question. I'm glad you asked it because, you know, I have this experience from other big companies that, you know, where it was done very differently. Seabag's culture is really unique. We operate, I like to call us a 20-year-old startup company. We're very entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a, a small group of leaders with lots of experience. And then um, we we come together to kind of idea on the next opportunity that we can bring together. And for us, it doesn't actually matter where the ideas come from, but the important thing is that kind of the communication across all these functional areas. And so if marketing comes up with a new product idea, which happens all the time, and that's not really where it should happen, you know, product development is always happy to hear it and they're always happy to think about how it fits in the mix. And then they're quick to say, yeah, let's talk to production and fulfillment to see whether or not that's even an option. Um, And then there are other times where, you know, it's uh, somebody in customer service who comes to us with a marketing idea or a content idea because they were on the phone with a customer and said, you know, customers were telling us this, we should probably create some content around that. So the ideas originate everywhere in the company. And the great thing is that because we are so cross-functional, we have that ability to share and then take and run with it. So I, I think it's kind of a unique opportunity that we have. Is, it, is there any type of weekly meetings that you do or you know, specific idea submission box or online channel that you use in your org to, to foster that? Yeah, we do actually. Um, so we we have a leadership group that meets, uh, you know, kind of monthly. Um, but the other thing I think um, that actually lends to it more is that almost all of our workspace is open concept workspace. Love so that. we're not sitting in cubicles um, and kind of you know headphones on and like staring at computers. Like people are up and working and talking to each other and walking over. Um, so there's a lot of interaction. And the other really unique thing about what we like to call our workshop as opposed to our offices, because it is a workshop, is that all of the offices are actually located right within the workshop itself. So bags are literally being assembled and made like 30 feet from where I sit. That's and we amazing. can hear the hum of the sewing machines all day long. We hear the printers, we hear the stitching machines. I mean, it's, it's just part of the culture is that we are a manufacturing company and it's, it makes all of it really easy to collaborate. 
That's really cool, Laura. I, you know, so far we've been digging a lot around the the way you work internally to get everyone on board with the mission. I want to shift the second half of the show. We'll take a break before this, but what everyone will get to hear is how you're activating your customers to help build on this mission. And we'll be right back to the Connex podcast to dig into that and learn a little bit more about Seabag's way that they're creating an experience with their customers. Hi, friends. This is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert, reminding you that this show, the Connect Show podcast, is brought to you by Uberflip, the number one content experience platform. Do you ever wonder how content experience affects your marketing results? Well, you can find out in the first ever content experience report, where Uberflip uncovers eight data science-backed insights to boost your content engagement and your conversions. It's a killer report, and you do not want to miss it. Get your free copy right now at uberflip.com slash connex show report. That's uberflip.com slash connex show report. And the show is also brought to you by our team at Convince and Convert Consulting. If you've got a terrific content marketing program, but you want to take it to the very next level, we can help. Convince and Convert works with the world's most iconic brands to increase the effectiveness of their content marketing, social media marketing, digital marketing, and word of mouth marketing. Find us at Convince and Convert. Com. Okay, we're back here on the Connex podcast with Laura Nato. And I, I love that first part. I, I want to continue this idea of mission-based marketing, but I want to shift, as we said, from how you, you know, sit next to the people creating product to activate those who may be miles or you know, states away from you, if you will. Uh, and maybe you can share some of the, the cool strategies that you've been doing to create more you know, experiences for the customer beyond just the product itself. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that um, we are really grateful for is a really healthy and engaged social media following. Uh, we're really fortunate in that, you know, we're the type of company or brand where when we post something in social media, we get lots of engagement, people commenting. Um, and it's fun for us because uh, we often find even when comments are being made that customers will answer for us. So we can't even do our own community engagement sometimes, which, you know, that's great. That's a real testament to the, you know, the brand ambassadors that we have. So way, the way that we actually built that, though, I would say, again, started from this foundation of creating a, a content strategy around social media engagement on a hashtag. And it's our hashtag Seabag Sighting, which is our brand hashtag campaign that is the longest running. And, um, the, the purpose of it and the, the reason it was originally intended was, again, on this idea of continuing the journey of these sales and making sure that once the bags left our shop, that we still had a, a hand in it and to see where the bags were going, what customers were doing with their bags, how they were engaging with them, and kind of continuing to tell that bag story and its life after it left the shop. So we, we've definitely gotten a lot out of that. We embed that content on our website and different streams. We bring it into our email plan. We use it uh, in our social media plan pretty regularly. We featured it on printed collateral and even to the point where we've created selfie walls in our retail stores where customers can do like their own little photo booth vignette and you know, take pictures with bags that perhaps they, they aspire to have a bag and aren't gonna buy one that day, but they can let their husband know that, by the way, this is the bag you should buy me for Christmas. So, um, you know, th but there's been some really great stories and great engagement that we've gotten out of that. 
things that you couldn't plan for or even pay for, right, in digital advertising. Um, one customer, for example, uh, ended up uh, announcing the uh, pregnancy, her third child, uh, with the use of Seabag. She had uh, two other children, so they had a one and a two, and then they had a third bag with a three on it, and there was nobody standing there, and they had the other two kids standing at the other one. So that was how they announced to everybody, all their friends and family, that they were having another baby. Um, you know, so we've had things like that. We've had wedding announcements or proposals that happen. Um, so there are all kinds of different ways that people have really embraced our brand and introduced it as part of their life personally and using our hashtag Seabag Siding as a way to do it. I love that. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, my typical partner in crime here, Anna, who works at Convince to Convert, they have another podcast similar to this one called Social Pros, where, you know, they'll talk a lot about social media strategies, which this would be a, a great area to dig really deep on. I, I want to take it more to the area of the content itself that's in there, right? Um, so rather than, you know, how do you get someone to follow this hashtag and, you know, and, and share to those channels, how do you keep it fresh, right? Because as you said, this is a very long running, you know, campaign for you that, that continues to go on. How do you find a way to, to ensure that people feel like it's personalized? Because that's one of the things that I think we hear a lot these days from marketers is that, that feeling to connect with their audience in a way that is truly meaningful to them. Um, now you're operating with, you know, multiple store locations, different regions, uh, you know, different audiences' interests. How do you use one channel at times to still be connected with the actual individual? Well, I think, you know, a lot of the freshness comes from the tone that we're setting in terms of our, our, our overall content strategy. So, um, you know, we're not a campaign focused company. Like we don't come up with a, this year's campaign is X and everything we do will be focused on that campaign. We're more based on this idea of, again, the, the, the three pillars of our mission and does the content that we're creating fulfill those three pillars and does it resonate with the customer in a seasonally relevant way, right? So if we're, um, for example, sponsoring a regatta, major national regatta like the Atlantic Cup, which is a uh, carbon neutral race, the only one in the U.S., well, then we're going to tell that content story and then we're going to ask customers to engage with us based around that content story. And that's how we keep it fresh. So it's more about kind of getting to seasonal relevance and what's seasonally relevant to the customer and, and even in their lives. Like, you know, I, what else might be relevant? It's graduation time right now, right? Mother's Day this weekend. So kind of doing a call out to our customers to engage back with us um, in a way that's meaningful to them and what's going on in their lives too. That's great. That's great. And, and I know one of the other strategies that you've embraced a lot, we talked about it a bit in the first segment, is, is video. Um, so I assume video allows you, as you said, to keep it fresh, do something in the moment. You know, what is it about video that's worked so well for CBACs? Oh, I love video. Um, I love it for so many reasons. One is obviously it hits on all the senses, right? Um, another reason is that it, it connects with, I think, the broadest audience. I, you know, if, if people are young or old, there's something different that they can pick out based on what's relevant to them. Um, and so for Seabags, uh, one of the things is that we're an experiential brand. 
And uh, what I mean by that is that if you have the opportunity to touch or feel our bag, you, you kind of experience and understand it just a little bit differently than just by looking at it on a page or on a screen. When you come into one of our retail stores, you get that same feeling of having more of an experience. And in particular, what's unique about Seabags is that we're a main-based company. We're based uh, on the one of the only public working uh, waterfront wharves in Portland, Maine. And when you walk into the store, you can hear the hum of lobster boats outside. You can you know, uh, hear the sewing machines running, sewing the sea bags. You can smell the bait shacks at the end of the wharf. I mean, there's just, it's such a really full sensory experience that is really hard to package on a piece of paper and mail out in direct mail. The closest you get to it, I think, is through video. And I think video takes you just one step further of getting you to really feel and see what it's like to hand make our bags one at a time, to visit one of our retail stores and have a coastal Maine experience and understand um, you know, what our commitment is to sustainability and you know, what being part of you know, the sea bags experience is. That's great, Laura. And we're, we've got time to get you to keep, stick around. I, I want to learn a little bit more about you outside of work and some of your passions. Uh, but before we do that, just you know, one quick call to action for you of where people can go and find some of this great content that you're creating. You know, what's a channel? What's a, a video that you'd want them to go see? And, and what's, what's that URL? Yeah, so um, if you go to our homepage, you know, seabags.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, you'd be able to see that tail of the sale video that you were referencing. It's right on our homepage. It's a great video. It tells our brand story really well. Um, if you went to the about section of the site, you'd see a lot of our other content pages. And um, there's a great video about uh, a Santana sale trade that tells uh, the story of how we do our barter sale trade uh, relationships and, and the stories behind sales. Fantastic. All right. We're, as I said, we're going to keep you around. We'll pause here for a short little break. We'll be back to wrap up and get a little bit more information behind the scenes with Laura Nada. Hey, everyone. I wanted to take just a few seconds today to talk to you about Emma. Emma is an email marketing platform that helps you connect with your audience and grow lasting relationships. They're awesome. They offer really intuitive tools to build and automate emails with powerful segmentation and reporting too. And the big difference is they're focused on you. Between their award-winning support and their pro services team, they make sure every customer has success with their email marketing. Seriously, they are amazing. You can learn more and request a demo today at myemma.com slash J is awesome. Again, that's myemma.com slash J is awesome. Okay, Laura, uh, I feel like I've learned more than I ever expected to about what I can do with my old sales. Uh, but now I want to learn a little bit about you. And, and I was already inspired by your career trajectory and, and the different stops that you've had. But when you're not working, uh, you know, what are your side projects? And this is a question I get to ask, I guess, from time to time which is we're on a podcast, you know, I do this podcast so I can better understand the, the work world I'm in. But if you were to do a podcast tied to your passion, you know, what side passion do you have? And what, what would be the topic of the podcast? And who would be your first guest? 
So if you, oh you know, wow, that's such a great question. Yeah, like what, well, what's one of those things you get to do on the side, but maybe not get enough time, and there's someone you really admire from that. Okay, side. so it's all about sewing. Um, I started sewing when I was seven, and I'm now teaching my daughter to sew. Um, she's going to turn eight on Sunday, so that's exciting to me. Um, and I always think I have, I've got four sewing machines and a stash of fabric that's larger than it should be. So I would definitely want to do a podcast around, um, sewing and like kind of like a project runway type of podcast. And of course, you know, I think that Heidi Klum would be amazing to have as a first guest to ask start her. Big, right? start like start big. big and have her on and figure out like, okay, Heidi, if you had Dacron to work with, you know, what would you do with it? And see, you know, see what her recommendations are and like where to take my podcast and, and how to approach it. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's it's funny actually. We this is a while back on this podcast. I I wouldn't even you know I've been doing this for years now, so I I'm always bad at at remembering the year. But the guest we had was was a woman named Alana Rabinowitz, and she was at a company called the Lion Brand Yarn Company, and it was oh, all yeah. about, it was all about their content strategy. And it's it's amazing to me, you know, how many people at so many different generations love you know, sewing or my sister is into this needlepoint thing right yeah. now. She's like obsessed. Yeah. My wife and I make fun of her, but then she, yeah, she <laughs> lets us know that it's cool. Uh, yeah. And uh, anyways, I, I think that's great. It's it's so important that we have passion and it's so important that, that we're driven by passion. I, I think what was really interesting to me today was unpacking the way sea bags is, is very mission-based, which really ties back to the passion of what we're out to create and start a company. And it allows us, as you said, to continue to operate a company with a startup mentality at any stage, because, you know, the, you know, the executive leadership, the the people we bring on to that company has the same passion. I think that's something a lot of us tuning into this podcast can hopefully take back regardless of what type of product you have is understanding what, where is that passion within that industry and what can you do to connect with your audience in a meaningful way? You know, Laura, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been the Connex podcast. Uh, unfortunately, I have not had Anna uh, Harak at my side, as I always say at this point, but <laughs> it's been a pleasure getting to chat with Laura. If you've enjoyed this podcast, podcast. Please take a uh, listen to some of the other episodes that I've referenced and other ones that we've got that live on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. You can go to the Convince and Convert site or the Uberflip site and find those episodes and let us know whenever you have a chance what you think. Until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The Content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.